Episode 51, Lenny Walls, former NFL player, certified personal trainer, entrepreneur, and community leader. The favorite mistake for myself would be just having a lack of humility during my most successful time in my life. I'm Mark Rabin. This is my favorite mistake. In this podcast, you'll hear business leaders and other really interesting people talking about their favorite mistakes. Because we all make mistakes, but what matters is learning from our mistakes instead of repeating them over and over again. So this is the place for honest reflection and conversation, personal growth, and professional success. Visit our website at myfavoritemistakepodcast.com. For show notes, links, and more, go to markgraben.com slash mistake51. Go to markgraben.com slash contest to enter to win books from various guests. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And now, on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to My Favorite Mistake. I'm Mark Graven. I'm really excited to be joined today by Lenny Walls. He's a friend of mine from when I used to live back in San Antonio a couple of years ago. And before I introduce him uh, a little bit more formally, Lenny, it's great to see you again. Thanks for being here. Great to see you, my friend. Been a long time. <laughs> it has. Uh, I'm glad we could do this. And I think it's going to be a great conversation. Let me introduce Lenny a little bit more. You know, I think he's a remarkable person on, on many levels, um, the things he's done, the things he continues to do. He played cornerback in the NFL for six seasons. Denver, Kansas City, and St. Louis. He was the tallest cornerback in the league at six foot four. And I'll tell you to this day, he is probably the fittest person I know. And I know, I know this um, from Lenny's work now um, as one of the things he does is um, working as a certified personal trainer. Um, so don't judge his work um, by looking at me. That's. <laughs> Lenny's really good at what he does. Um, I was only able to work out with him for a couple of months before um, having to uh, to move, but I learned a lot from that. And I think maybe we'll touch on that a little bit today. Um, but additionally, in his post-football career, um, Lenny is a community leader. Um, he's the president of the Breaking Down Walls Foundation. There's a lot of great events and youth activities in mm-hmm. San Antonio. Lenny's an entrepreneur. He coaches businesses and leaders through Walls to Walls Coaching. So Lenny, again, thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm honored, man. Appreciate it. Uh, It's just an honor to be on and to be able to uh, inspire some people. Hopefully, I think that's why we're all here is to to pay it forward and to contribute in some kind of way with our voices and our stories. And I admire you. I've always admired you and your business etiquette and just being a great person, most importantly, you know, is always a treasure to show up to the Broadway and and, and kick your butt for for an hour or so, whatever (laughs) it was. But um, yeah, I'm honored to be on, man, and it should be fun. Yeah, and it's funny. If you, if you could see my notes right here, one of the things I jotted down to say was that exact phrase, you kicked my butt. <laughs> you t- it was, uh, yeah, but you taught me a lot and, um, you know, it was uh, it was motivating. And so I was working out this morning. I should have left my my workout clothes on. One of the yeah. things you you taught me was to 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 keep at it and push through and, and have good habits. I've, I've tried to maintain that, but it's a struggle sure. sometimes. Very good. Balance is key, man. A lot of us struggle, you know, balancing out family and career and health. And uh, I, I pride myself on, on doing my best, you know, doing my best to be balanced. And, uh, and we, we all know that that's key uh, in, in life. It is. So, you know, I think one of the things that's important in life, you know, as we talk about often all the time here on the podcast, 
is learning from mistakes. And, and so I'm going to throw it right at you, Lenny. What would you say is your favorite mistake? You know, this was very difficult for me. As you know, um, I almost thought about some of the investments where I lost money and stuff like that. But I, I really didn't see those as my favorite mistakes. I think that the favorite mistake for myself would be just having a lack of humility during my most successful time in my life. I think that would be my biggest mistake, you know, not having enough gratitude, not not being, uh, you know, not showing and, and demonstrating enough humility during the most successful time of my life. Because it's easy to be, you know, humble kind of when you're down. But when I was playing at the height of my career in the NFL, I kind of regret. Um, well, I guess I can sh- say regret because with all mistakes, we learn from them and we should learn from them. Um, just not having enough humility when I was at the highest point in my life. So can you think of some examples or how did you come to sort of reflect upon that looking back? I mean, some of that is age and maturity. And how did yeah. this start to become clear to you? Um, you know, not a couple of examples, just not heeding advice of, of you know, players who had been there before me. Um, and now I love uh, the idea of having a mentor. I have one now. Um, not listening to people who had been there before me. Um, you know, sometimes we can think we're more awesome than we really are and and, um, you, you know, you, you, you have a certain level of confidence that can, can can turn into arrogance to where, you know, maybe you don't you, you don't prepare or or train as hard as you may need to or you should have because now you've made it. You know, um, when, when, when you get to a certain level of, of income, when you come from the inner city like me, who, a guy who you know grew up in poverty, who didn't have any, you know, much sources of, from a monetary standpoint. Uh, to be able to have that kind of income now and, and to think that you've arrived when hey, you're a 24, 25 year old kid, you know, you still have the whole, your whole life ahead of you. And so um, just understanding that and, and living and learning through those, those rocky roads, uh, uh, I would, I would definitely say lack of humility because when you, when you're humbled, you're, you're open up to more learning, you're opened up to more growth. And um, I always tell people humility is not stupidity. You know, we, mm-hmm. we don't know it all. We should, we should always continue to keep that in mind. Yeah. And so, I mean, and you, um, like you said, you know, you grew up in inner city, you ended up at Boston College as a student there playing football. Um, There was that rise. And then, um, you know, I was kind of looking back at some of the notes about your career of being an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, your second season in the league, starting all 16 games Absolutely. in, in yeah. Denver. So can you talk a little bit more about about that rise? Because you know, there, there's quite a lot of accomplishment there. And I'm sure there was a lot to be proud of. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's one thing going in undrafted when I was predicted, projected to go first or second round and to go in undrafted with a chip on my shoulder. I think that that experience humbled me. And um, I worked really, really hard to get on the field, you know, because I was that guy coming in who didn't have a big sign and bonus where they could cut very, very easily. And so me understanding and knowing that made me work really, really hard. And then to be able to start all 16 games in my second season. Um, you know, finally get in my next season to seven figures of income. I think sometimes you 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 forget sometimes where where you how how hard you had to work and where you've come from, and that's one lesson I think I learned again maybe the hard way. Um, you, you find out in my third and fourth seasons I started to you know get some injuries. I had some really really tough injuries, um, and uh, I, I just feel like. You know, if I had been a little bit more uh, uh, grateful, because gratitude is the seed to receiving more, as you know, you know, the more grateful we are, the more blessings we tend to receive. And um, that's a lesson I had to learn really through life's experiences in football um, to just be a little more humble. Mm -hmm. Because, um, 
the, the average career in the NFL is, is pretty mm-hmm. short. And, Three or four years, maybe tops. Yeah. And, and, and w- when you entered the league, I mean, I've heard a little bit, the NFL has started, I think a formal program for players coming into the league to sort of help mm-hmm. set expectations that, Hey, this doesn't last forever. I mean, I guess, you know, like Tom Brady, <laughs> Drew Brees are rare exceptions, but you know, exactly. they, <laughs> <laughs> Those different guys. Pos- they're not allowed to, to get hit really. So it's different than what you were facing, but but did, did the NFL um, have that when you came into the league? Well, I, I think that they should improve it. Um, they have what we call the rookie symposium. And yeah. and, and, take, and, and and check this out. Uh, undrafted guys don't even go. Oh, interesting. Oh. <laughs> so drafted guys get a chance to go. But it's kind of like I want to say it's a one or two day event where all the rookies show up and they have, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know if it's former players because I didn't attend it. Um, and, and different people maybe counseling them and, and preparing them for the journey ahead. But again, I think it should be something that's ongoing. It's just, you know, a, a two day or three day event or whatever, where they just kind of engulf them in, in, into this place where they, they, they kind of talk them through what's going to happen. Uh, maybe talk to them. I'm, I'm sure they talked about finances and how to manage money, but I, I have no idea because I didn't attend. But that's still not enough. We need something continuously, you know, throughout the journey, I think, where we can go to someone for help. I mean, that's another big thing in the NFL. You know, we, we have this new mucho uh, uh, mentality where, um, you know, if something's going on, you know, outside of, of football, uh, we tend to not want to talk about it or discuss it. Um, and I think that that's very, very important because we can get our philosophy refined and we can get a different insight. You know, it, it can really help us uh, down the road. And, and I don't think the NFL has enough in place uh, for guys like myself um, once we actually start succeeding and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, developing in the NFL. Yeah, because you think there could be a program you know, after that first season of yeah. players like yourself, who is clear, we're going to stick in the league for a while. Yeah. Maybe better late than never. Um, Absolutely. I would totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one thing I've, I've really been um, dying to ask you, um, you know, at, you're the first professional athlete I've been able to interview here on the podcast. Cool. And I'm curious, you know, what was your mindset about um, the idea of making mistakes on the field. I mean, you might have 75,000 fans in person. There might be millions of people watching you on TV. Um, what do you remember about this idea of, um, you know, making a mistake and your reaction to that? Yeah, well, at the cornerback position, you definitely can't be too concerned with making mistakes. You have to play so fast. I mean, the game is so fast. And even at that position, you, we, have, we was taught to have a short-term memory. Um, you know, you have to focus on the next play because if you get down about a particular play before that happened, it's going to kill you uh, and come fourth quarter when the game's on the line. And so um, that's what I love about the game. It taught me a lot about bouncing back uh, to have a short term memory. Um, failures are just, you know, uh, stepping stones towards winning. And we all have to go through that process. You know, no struggle, no process, no progress. And so um, I really had a short term memory. I never really worried about making mistakes when I played. Uh, one thing I did worry about when I, you know, later in my career it w- was, you know, the injuries, you know, and that was a big one for me because, you know, having having a couple surgeries in 2004, then coming back in 05 and having to play um, with, with those injuries in the back of my mind. Now you're thinking about your contract. Now you're thinking about um, feeding your family and, and, and not wanting to go down. And so now you may be a little hesitant with how you play the game. Whereas in the beginning, I was just reckless, you know, and that's the mentality that we're, we're taught to have and that I was taught to have. And so if anything kind of slowed me as far as making mistakes would be the injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
You tell me, I've heard that phrase, you know, the short memory, like in sports talk shows, ESPN. Um, have you seen the show Ted Lasso? I have not seen it. I think you should watch this. Um, it's on okay. Apple Plus. It's um, you know about an American football coach from like D2 who gets hired to go coach an English Premier League um, football team, soccer team. And uh-huh. um, there's there's a scene where Ted Lasso tells one of the players on his team, be a, you know, he says, you know what memory? You, I butchered that mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what animal has the shortest memory? And he says a goldfish and he's trying to convince the player who was upset at himself about something. He says, be a goldfish. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. I wonder why would he, say, why would he say that? Yeah. I think just trying to tell him, Hey, put the, put the mistake behind you. And sort of like you were describing. Yes, absolutely. You have to, I mean, I mean you have to, and, and you learn that um, you, you don't have time to, to worry about what happened in the past. You kind of got to, uh, focus on on moving forward. And it's the same thing with life. You know, football teaches you a lot about life and um, we all make mistakes, um, but we can all change. You know, it's never too late to, to change, grow, uh, fix the situation, bounce back, um, you know, and uh, football teachers taught me a lot about that. Yeah. So we'll let, before we talk about, um, you know, your transition in the second career and how you bring lessons from one world into um, the other world, one other thing I wanted to ask about you know, kind of the process of, let's say there's a play on the field, you make a mistake, you put it behind you. At a certain point, either I'm guessing like, you know, when you're on the sideline or during halftime or during the next practice, the coaches, I imagine there's some process to to review something that went wrong, whether you call it a mistake or getting beat or whatever. And then at some point, learn from it. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Um, well, for sure. Uh, we definitely want to correct those mistakes so that they don't continue to happen. <laughs> Just because we make a mistake doesn't mean it's, it's cool to continue to do it. So uh, a lot of times we have uh, our, our coaches uh, are up in the booth and they see things, you know, it's, and when you have that bird's eye view, so to speak, you can see everything that's taking place. Uh, you come to the sideline and sometimes a lot of the times uh, if you make a mistake, you'll get on. You ever see the players get on the phone on the sideline? Or that player's on the phone talking to one of the coaches up in the up in the booth, or even if a, a coach on the sideline can see it from the field level, uh, tend to correct you. And, and, and when we come off the field, that's when we talk about it. And that's when we discuss a, a way to be able to deal with the situation. Uh, throughout the week, uh, when we come in, uh, we, we watch the entire film. You know, we watch the we watch every defensive snap uh, from that game as, as, as a defensive uh, a team. And, and we go through it. Sometimes it takes us two hours to finish the film. Uh, but we go through it and we correct it and we see how we can get better from it so that the next week, next Sunday, we can uh, we can be uh, better off. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely a process there. Yeah. Because, I mean, I I think you know this and I've mentioned before in the podcast, the only thing that ever got me on a football field was being in the marching band. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different experience. And um, that kept me hyped up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was you know, a big part of what we tried to do. But um you know, I think about um, reviewing game film. So the the only opportunity I've really ever gotten to do that is, let's say, as a speaker, you know, mm-hmm. working with a speaking coach or even you learn to do it on your own. It's painful. Like everybody says, I, you know, I hate watching video of myself talk, mm-hmm. but you've got to do it so you can pick up on things yes. that you want to do better. So I don't know, is that any sort of habit that you've carried forward? You do speaking and all sorts of different things. Do you ever review game film now? 
Yeah, um, for the, the few speaking engagements that I have done, I haven't spoken as much as you have, and uh, and I love the challenge of speaking, the rush of it, of, of getting in front of a crowd and being able to give some insight. And it's all about helping others, you know. So if you, I've learned to remove myself from the situation and just make it about the people that I'm that I'm talking to because that's who I want to help and encourage. But yeah, I've definitely, uh, I always, I did that first, but now I always have somebody. Uh, a videographer kind of record me when I go do some consulting or I speak to a small business uh, group of managers or whatever the case may be uh, to correct uh, maybe in where I made a mistake, uh, correct uh, maybe my, 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 you know, something I could have said maybe better or in a different way as far as delivery. There's a lot of things that you can do and, and it definitely carries over from what I learned from football as well. Yeah. You know, so with all the things that you've been doing um, post-football, um, is is there a particular lesson that comes to mind? Something that you brought from um, your football experience into the business world? Um, anything that comes to mind in particular? That's, um, well, one one thing that I can take uh, is you can never you can you can never stop growing. Um, and one thing about myself and what I've learned from football is. Um, you know, you have to continue to to focus on your your education. You have to continue to, and whether that's, you know, like Peyton Manning, one of the all-time greats. You know, I have a lot of respect for Peyton Manning. There were times where, you know, I heard Peyton Manning say one time, you know, he takes about two weeks off after the offseason, you know, after the season's over. You know, after January, February, whatever the case may be, he takes about two weeks off and he's right back at it. He's watching film. He's back to the drawing board. And a lot of times during my offseason, the season's over, I couldn't wait to go party and live it up for three months until it was time to go back to camp. And so what I've learned is to develop better habits uh, each and every day, no matter where I'm at in my life, and whether that's reading a good book, um, whether that's talking to a mentor, um, but just continuing to put education and growth first in your life or, or something else will take over. You know, a lot of things, uh, the entertainment world uh, is very distracting. Um, there's a lot of things out there that can take you off of your game and away from your purpose. And so um, knowing that I played in the NFL, but also realizing too, that, you know, a six year career is, is good, but why, why didn't I play 12? Right. How, you know, there's some things that I probably could have done, whether it's taking care of my body or, or whatever the case may be to be a better person and a better player. And now I don't never want to take life itself uh, for granted because the biggest asset that we have in life is time. And, and life is very, very short. So um, that's what I really can take uh, into anything else that I'm doing with my life is, um, is yeah, continue to grow. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's great advice and it's a great reminder. And so you, you said, you know, the, the word entertainment. And one thing I was going to ask you about was a phrase I've, I've heard you <laughs> use a lot. And I say, I see it there on your right hand. Um, the hustle <laughs> is entertainment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what's that phrase mean to you? I coined that phrase about six years ago. Um, again, one of my mentors, um, he was with me when me and my ex-wife were doing uh, uh, some some direct sales with a company. And uh, he told me, he said, Lenny, in this day and age, there's so much opportunity everywhere. You know, there's opportunity everywhere. We, You know, there's information uh, at our fingertips. And he said, um, but the biggest reason why people fail in life is that they're too busy entertaining themselves rather than educating themselves. And that really resonated with me because, you know, we can find ourselves watching as much as we love sports and entertainment, we can find ourselves doing things for two or three hours that have nothing to do with our purpose, that have nothing to do with our goals. 
And so the hustle is entertainment is all about making whatever your hustle is, you know, whether that's becoming the greatest speaker or writing the most amount of uh, books on leadership or um, if it's, you know, transforming lives through health and wellness, whatever your dreams and goals are and what God put you here for. Make sure that you don't get caught up and make that hustle, that particular thing, your source of entertainment and rather than kind of getting bombarded by. Uh, mass media and everything else that's going on, uh, you know, all the politics and things that that we see now going on in the world. People get really caught up in all of this stuff. And yes, we got to be a, have a certain level of awareness. But again, it goes back to that balance. How much are you getting caught up into these things uh, rather than doing the things that God put you here to do? Yeah. So when you talk about that, that sense of purpose, what, what God put us here to do and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and what you're saying there, it makes me think of the idea of um, you know, if you really love what you do, you're yeah. in that state of flow, you, yeah. you, you know, um, that, that probably puts us into a state where instead of binge watching some show where yeah. we're, we're, we're binge working. I don't know if that I like <laughs> makes it. any That's sense. That's exactly I mean, what the hustle is entertainment is all about. That's kind of what it's about. It's, it's kind of saying, okay, let's make what we love to do and what we're put here to do our, our most important, uh, uh, source of entertainment, make it the most important source of entertainment. And when you love it, it becomes really, really fun. You're very, very passionate about that. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, contributing to a group of kids, uh, you know, that's, uh, we, we, I have breaking down walls because I, my purpose is to inspire the youth. It's to inspire young kids to be bigger than their circumstances. You know, I, I grew up in both of my parents in the eighties sold drugs, you know, I grew up in harsh environment and, all the odds were against me to be successful, but somehow I was able to do it. So I identify with a lot of people, especially kids who may be going through certain things at the moment. You know, it's never too late for you, you know. And so kind of sharing my story and testimony with them about that uh, makes them think, OK, yeah, I can make the hustle my entertainment, too. Yeah. So, you know, when you were sharing reflections, um, I just want to make you know some connections to what you shared about, you know, um, maybe your early days in the NFL Mm-hmm. Um, and now the tables are turned. You might be in a, a situation of um, coaching, uh, you know, mm-hmm. hotshot high school athlete or somebody who's on his way up. Have, mm-hmm. have you had a situation where now you're sort of trying to coach somebody who maybe in some ways reminds you of yourself? And what 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 does that bring up? Yeah, every every kid is different. Um, I remember one particular kid that I was mentoring, um, you know, just trying to help him. Uh, deal with the fact that his dad was about to get out of prison and hadn't been there for him. Um, but just reminding him that you only get one father, you know, and um, teaching him that, you know, second chances are, are, are necessary. And, and, and usually people deserve that, um, you know, uh, and having sympathy and empathy for, for others is, is important. Um, and I remember just, you know, talking to him about it and, and, and looking to prepare him for that. And, you know, there's probably a lot of people in his ear telling him, he, your, your dad's never been there, you know, so um, who is he to tell you anything or who is, who, why would you build a relationship with him? And I was just encouraging him to give him the benefit of the doubt, uh, just because I know, um, you know, I lost my dad at, at, at when I was five years old, you know, he, he didn't even make it to 40. Um, but just knowing that my mom had made some mistakes, but understanding the environment, understanding all the positive things that she did do for me and, and amongst all of that and you know how it's i owe it to her that i was still even able to make it out of the situation and get her home and and get her out of that environment you know sometimes you just have to um it's it's all about love man you know at the end of the day you know it's all about um 
being a light. You know, once we once we once we're born, it's all about this tug of war between good and evil. And um, I'm just here to make sure that, you know, there's more good in the world. And that's, I think that's what um, it's all about. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, very nicely said. Um, so um, it's hard to transition from yeah. that beautiful thought to, okay, well, what other question was I going to ask you? But I don't throw you off, Mark. <laughs> no, it's all right. That's a lot to, uh, it's a lot to think about. So um, maybe we talk a little bit about, you know, the work you do as a, a certified personal trainer mm-hmm. or a certified athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I was going to ask, well, you know, so um, I was going to ask you about mistakes people make when they're working out. But first I was going to volunteer. <laughs> you're laughing. You're thinking about the mistakes I made. I'm going to share one with uh-huh. you and you, you can pile on if you want. But yeah. um, working out with you, like with weights, you recognize very quickly and taught me like when uh, if, if it gets really hard after 10 reps, it's mm-hmm. those next couple reps mm-hmm. that are important. And when I would have a tendency to say, OK, it's gotten difficult. That's time to stop. You taught me. No, absolutely. Push through. Absolutely. That's a, that's a lesson that stuck with me. For sure. I mean, that's a that's a lesson in life right there. Right. Um, that's where you get your greatest when it hurts the most. You know, a lot of times when you're working on a project or you need to get something done or, you know, if you're taking a bar for law school, it's when the thing gets most challenging. That's when you experience the greatest changes in your life. And the same thing uh, with your muscles. I always tell people, you know, it's it's, anybody can do the first eight reps, first 10 reps. It's it's getting those next two out. If you have a a set of 12 or those next five out when you have a set of 15, that's where you're going to get your greatest gains. And it's kind of like, you know. Where you know, I always talk about getting outside of your comfort zone. Um, um, your pain, you know, if you can, you, you can understand that your pain is your purpose, and and your pain is where you change the game. Then uh, you'll you'll learn to embrace those challenges a little bit uh, differently with with a lot more mental fortitude. And so, but my biggest go back to mistakes. My biggest thing with with my clients is their diet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's easy for me. You know, when somebody when I'm looking to 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 do the right thing or um, you know, to finish that rep when you have that encouragement, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta flip that switch on yourself and have the necessary discipline, uh, from a nutritional standpoint mm-hmm. to really get uh, the results that you want. And so I commend my clients and those people out there who are on this fitness journey, um, and, and this, this journey of, of, of optimal health and greater health to, you know, make sure that you, you understand that nutrition is the most important aspect of it all, what you put in your body and what you fuel your body. That's where the discipline really, really has to has to turn on. Yeah, well, that's, and that's a great point. So I think if I'd gotten to work out with you longer, like for one, there was the the physical training, there was what uh-huh. you taught me and what we talked about, and I think that next level would yeah. have been um, a more holistic approach. For sure, absolutely. And so you, yeah, so it's more plant approach and stuff like that. Absolutely. You said plant, plant based. Yeah, just a more plant based approach to to eating and stuff like that. You know, I'm no vegan, but I do understand the importance of, you know, whole foods, green leafy vegetables and, and, and stuff like that. I got to got to make sure that if I want to live long, you don't want to just live well, but it, it's good to live long, too. <laughs> so instead of just. Yeah. So instead of thinking about the food as entertainment, sometimes that gets us in trouble. If that if we're just going for what we love, what feels good right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Temporary. Yeah. Those are temporary uh, pleasures. Um, but you know, you want to have long-term pleasures, which is, which is feeling good, looking good and all the things that we really, really want that takes, you know, a little bit more effort. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so one other, and one other thing I, I was going to, you know, kind of uh, bring up that comes to mind here. So a mistake I continue to make is not stretching enough. Mm. So I don't know yeah. if you remember, like when we were working out, I think you, you mentioned once, man, you, that you said, I have the tightest hamstrings. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember that. Have you heard of uh, stretch lab or stretch zone? Do they have those around? I, I have, I've heard about it. Is that worth okay. checking out? You think? It is. I go once a I go once a week. I have a membership over there and they stretch me out for about 50 minutes. So uh, I stretch a little bit, but I've always been, I guess you can say somewhat flexible, but I'm, I've also had to be flexible because I'm an athlete. Um, but since I retired, I haven't stretched nearly as much as I did when I played. And so what I've learned is, hey, is, hey, if you know you're not going to stretch uh, on your own is, and I still work out at a very high level. Hey man, go ahead and hire the expert. Hire someone who will sit there and stretch you out for an hour um, and, and make sure that you know your stretch is more optimal. And you can just kind of take the guesswork out. They stretch me from top to bottom, man. I mean everything, every, all the muscles. And so uh, I enjoy it. I like it. I get a chance to get away and free my mind for a minute. It's just like getting a massage or something. It's just like hiring a, a massage therapist, but. Those companies are, are are doing really well, and I, I appreciate them. Yeah, so it's interesting to think of it's 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 a coach, it's guidance, it's a mentor, however you want to phrase it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we need those. We need that. You know, yeah. and that's why we that's why we work so hard too to be able to have those people there so that we can afford to to pay them to take <laughs> care of us, right? <laughs> That's a good point. So I, um, I, I've, I've tried to get better about being more disciplined about it, doing my piriformis stretches. And that, I, that's a muscle I didn't even know I had until, <laughs> until you met me yeah. until, until uh, you were helping me. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So maybe, you know, I need to, uh, uh, call you up or engage with you for some remote coaching to give me that pep talk to keep doing my stretches. Yeah. I'm not trying to. Bye. Even five minutes uh, post-workout, you know, five minutes before and five minutes after you work out, that's not a lot of time. Um, but, you know, those all those deposits uh, help, you know, especially when you talk about tight hamstrings and tight piriformis muscles, those muscles all attach to your back. You know, a lot of people have low back pain and, um, you know, a lot of, you know, disc pain. And, and, and so when you can when you can loosen those things up, it allows you to feel better, makes you more productive throughout your daily life. And uh, yeah, everything counts. Yeah. About a year ago, I um, I've had a lot of pain from a slipped disc. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I've learned is, I mean, you, you know this, but I'm learning. It's all interconnected. Absolutely. So loosening up my hips makes a big difference with Absolutely. my back. Absolutely. One thousand percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so our guest today has been um, Lenny Walls. Um, you, you can learn more about the different things he does at um, www.walls2walls.org. That's the number two, walls2walls.org. And then um, maybe if you want to tell us before we go, you, it sounds like uh, you, well, you told me before we started recording, you've got a new venture, yeah. a new thing you're, you're taking on this year. Yeah. Tell us about that. Since I retired from football, I've been, um, I've been renting out a small space uh, from a, a, a bodybuilder. Uh, his studio and it's, it's been working great. Um, it's, we, we specialize pretty much in just personal training. It's not a big uh, open uh, membership style gym, a public gym, but it's, it's more private and exclusive and not just ready to expand. Everything is about expanding uh, and growing. And so looking forward to opening my own uh, luxury sports club uh, out uh, on the North side of San Antonio, out near the dominion. Uh, hopefully by the fall, everything's falling into place and uh, excited to be able to service more people. Now I can do more volume training. 
um, larger groups instead of just more uh, private lessons. And, and then I'm also very, very passionate about the young athletes, as you know, to be able to have more of a performance facility with indoor turf. And now I can can work with those kids who aspire to to take their uh, their skills to another level. So I'm excited about it. Great. Great. So look forward to hearing updates from you about that, Lenny. And um, thank you so much. I'm really excited that you could be a guest here and share all your different perspectives with us. Absolutely, my friend. It's been it's been fun, man. It's been an honor. Thank you for having me on. Sure thing. Thank you. Absolutely. To learn more about Lenny Walls, his work and his foundation and more, you can go to markgraven.com slash mistake51. Upcoming guests here on My Favorite Mistake include Heather Zumaraga, financial commentator from uh, many TV news networks, um, entrepreneur and author Kent Billingsley, and business humorist Lisa David Olson. Lots of good stuff to follow. Thanks for subscribing if you've already done so. Please rate and review us if you have the chance on your favorite app of choice. And I hope this podcast inspires you to reflect on your own mistakes, how you can learn from them or turn them into a positive. I've had listeners tell me they've started being more open and honest about mistakes in their work and they're trying to create a workplace culture where it's safe to speak up about problems because that leads to more improvement in better business results. If you have feedback or a story to share, you can email me, myfavoritemistakepodcast at gmail.com. And again, our website is myfavoritemistakepodcast.com.